This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 339. When we find our zone, everything comes together. That's just one of the many pieces of wisdom that our guest is sharing in today's show. When we dive into what's your unique recipe for your power, poise, and presence with Dr. Lizette Warner. We're going to be talking about how we find our authentic voice and partner with our clients in a way that helps them determine their unique value and voice as well. So many exciting things to dive into this week on the Star Coach Show. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you here. I was talking with my membership community the other day about the impact of spring and the way that I look at the flowers that are beginning to bud and bloom, the grass that's getting green, all the things that are waking up after the winter and beginning to come forward, and that often that is accompanied by storm, by the rain and the thunderstorms and the wind and and the different um, things that Mother Nature brings forward in spring that are sometimes a little scary, and the tornadoes and the things like that, and how sometimes in order to bloom and to grow and to really expand into who we can be, there's some storm that goes with that. We've got to step into some scary sometimes to do that. And so as we work together and decide who we want to be, as professionals, as human beings, uh, sometimes there's a journey and often there's a journey to get there and things that we need to think about and look at. And that's one of the things that we're going to do today in the show with Dr. Lizette Warner. It's one of the things that I do when I work with leaders and coaches to determine their path forward. We want to lean into who we are what we need to continue to do to grow and develop and be the best we can be because life is a journey. It's not a destination. We're not there. We hopefully never believe that we reach there because that would keep us from determining what's next. What can I grow into and expand into? And with that, the Star Coach Show is hopefully one of those tools that can help you continue to grow and expand. I'm Meg Rentschler. I'm the host of the show as an executive coach and a mentor coach and a coach instructor. I'm consistently you know, looking at what I can do to be that much better and also how can I provide you with tools to help you grow and develop. And one of those tools is going to be today's show. I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Lizette Warner. She's a business leadership coach, a keynote speaker, and a best-selling author 
with years of executive healthcare expertise. She's also a biomarker expert, say that fast three times, which we will actually talk about in the uh, interview. What does that mean? And what does that open up for us? Lizette is the author of Power, Poise, and Presence, A New Approach to Authentic Leadership. We're going to be talking about how the concepts of power, poise, and presence mean different things to each of us, and how we all have a unique recipe that allows us to think about those concepts through our own lens and to grow into what we each need to be able to bring those forward. I'm honored that Lizette is also a former student of mine through the UTD program, and I absolutely adore being able to highlight and spotlight the work that my former students are doing in the world that are bringing such incredible richness and value into this space. So with no further ado, let's go to my interview with Dr. Lizette Warner. Dr. Lizette Warner, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It is wonderful to have you here. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, giving full disclosure here, you were one of my students from long ago at, at UTD, loved working with you, was so excited to see your book come out and just knew that I needed to get you in front of the audience. So crowd settle down so you can hear us talk. That's right. Coaching works. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to talk about this concept of finding your authentic voice as a coach through the work that you do, the work that you've brought forward. So what I love about having you in front of the audience is you've walked the walk. You've been through a program same program I went through just a few years later. And when we think about finding your authentic voice, what comes to mind for you, Lizette, that you want people to be thinking about? Yeah, the thing that the sort of juicy thing that comes to mind that I want people to think about is that you have an authentic voice, you have an authentic way of being. And sometimes we get lost in the what, what is that? What is my authentic voice? You know, what, what is it? And so we try and mimic what somebody else does. We model, you know, we see different models in our lives and leaders do this all the time. But as coaches, we, we kind of do the same thing. I'm a bit of an experiential learner. So I have to, okay, well, let me try it out. But then there is that landing on your authentic voice, on your authentic, who you are at your core. And when that comes out, you then begin, your business grows, your audience resonates with you, your coaching questions are landing, you're not in your own head. Like this is the beautiful zone that people talk about. Like, ooh, how do I get into that zone, right? Like your sweet spot. It's that sweet spot, right? It's all of that put together. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the ways that you explored and kind of found something that made sense was looking at biomarkers. Let's talk about 
what are biomarkers and and how did that land so well with you? Yeah, I, I love that you asked that question because, you know, if you're in coach training right now, like, don't worry, you haven't missed the session on biomarkers. This is just sort of my map of the world when I was going through coach training. And, and in full disclosure, I have a healthcare background and I have worked with the AAPM, which is the American Association of Physics and Medicine, long word, right? But I worked on task groups for biomarkers and people may be wondering like, what the heck is a biomarker? Well, you know, why should I care? This is why you should care. Yeah. This is why like everybody's walking around with the, all of these wearables, right? We've got like aura rings, we've got these Fitbits and Apple watches. And now our beds even tell us like, how did you sleep last night? And you slept like all of that. Hey, people, that's a biomarker that your heart rate, that's a biomarker, your respiration rate, that's a biomarker. And when that heart rate is too high over time, right? You may, that may signal that you have disease or not. So when I was in coach training and hearing all of these discussions about, you know, emotions or feelings or sensations or, you know, even memories and even metaphors can tap into that, right? So when I was hearing all of that, my brain, because I'm in the healthcare space, went to, oh, that's a biomarker. And for me, it was like, oh, that's, it was just, it made sense. Like that's a biomarker. And when I explain it to my clients who sometimes, you know, get stuck in certain ways of thinking or they were able to, you know, because we talked like about executive presence. Well, what is that? Like, how do I know when I'm there? Like, what? it seems so ambiguous. And when we talked in terms of biomarkers, it became very obvious. It's what my clients were telling me is, wow, Lizette, you've made sort of the intangible tangible for me because now it, it has a home. It has a, what I call in the book, a recipe we're all walking around with sort of biomarker recipes. But at its essence, that that was where the whole concept of biomarkers came from. It was from my my background in, in healthcare. Love it. And so the, it became tangible. And I think that that's one of those things that we want to be able to help things move from that sort of intangible, confusing, I know I'm not there, but how do I know when I get there? What does that look? So you were able to make it like, oh, I can grasp hold of that. It it makes sense. And part of that, you know, is these recipes that you talk. I love that you have three recipes for power, poise, and presence. Mm-hmm. So when we think about the recipes through, I think your book is sort of through the lens of leadership, correct? Yeah, it's it's that leadership presence, that authentic presence. How how can you be authentically present? And I broke it down into, well, there's a power component. Whether you are in a position of power or not, there is a poise component, and that poise component addresses the all of the uncertainty. We are all in hello, COVID-19. Like we're all in this state and in the economy, right? We're all in this state of uncertainty. And how do I lead? And hello, coaches, you're always in a state of uncertainty when your client comes in because you have no idea where you're going. You really, not a clue. If you're really in a place of coaching presence, you have got to sort of settle into comfort in not knowing because who's in the driver's seat? The client's in the Mm -hmm. driver's seat. Therefore, as the coach, you're sitting in that passenger seat 
needing to be in some place of comfort in the unknowing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so that is, that's that poise component. And then the presence component really is, speaks to your, your confidence in that, in all of those situations. So I broke each one of those down because they're different aspects of those, right? And I, the way I landed on those three is I kept having clients coming that had the same sort of similar power type problems, either in communications or in feeling that they were powerless or not knowing how, what do I do now? What do I do in my career? What's that next step? What do I do with this org chart? What do I, how do I show up confidently? I've got to present and I don't know this group and this is a brand new team for me. And then that was, you know, about the confidence and the, how do I stay present? And so what I landed on by working with so many different clients and with this biomarkers in the background is we started just exploring that space for them of what does power look like for you? What does powerless look like for you? And we came up with a recipe. Now, as people might be thinking, ooh, what's my, what's the recipe for power? Like, Lizette, give it to me. Um, yeah. What, I'm, what I'm ingredients here. do I need? Where's right. the recipe? Here's my bowl. Let's put them in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here's my bowl. Let's the, tell me right now, what are the recipes? What, what are my ingredients? And that's where, where I, the recipe card comes in handy because everybody's power recipe is different. Your power recipe is going to be completely different from mine, Meg. So I could tell you my power has, you know, that you've got two dashes of confidence or two dashes of remember when you were climbing that mountain or uh, a cup of warmth and love from your home or when you did that, that last project and it went well, but that may resonate for me, but it's not going to resonate for you, right? And so each of us come with a different recipe. So that's what my readers have loved about the book has been that it's been one transformational for them, but it's also this recipe card that I kind of walk them through how to find their own ingredients so that they can populate their own recipe. Ooh, so good. So when we think about populating our own recipe for power, what are some of the things that we might want to think about? Mm, Yeah, I love that question. Because at the heart of it, it's whether you're in a position of power or not, it is thinking about those times where you felt, ooh, that that was me. Like I, I felt I was powerful and in charge and maybe you were leading a group. And so what comes to mind there for you? And so what I would walk my clients through would be what were some of the key moments or those key moments of where you have pride and you're feeling powerful and what tells you you feel powerful? Like what are those, what's present? And if it's a feeling or an emotion, sort of like happiness, well, where is it? Where do you know? And then sometimes clients will ask, well, what, what do you mean by that? Well, where, what tells you that that's, you're happy? And it may be, so, it's the funniest thing because it may be something completely external outside of you. It could be something on your person or it could be at the very edges of you. For me, when I feel powerful and at ease, it's almost, it's almost in my gut. I, I feel it sort of. So you feel it physically. Yeah, I feel it physically. Yeah. But I've had some people who will feel it. It's almost as if a 
a, you have a lake or a body of water and you know when you drop a pebble in the body of water and you see the ripple yeah mm-hmm. it's almost that motion of going outwards and I'm like okay so that for you is your biomarker that you would put on your ingredient card right that picture of the the rippling that occurs and so each of those things those memories that you have those instances where you've felt that sense of power, if we're going in your power recipe, it's then you'd bring those forward. You'd bring those forward and say, oh, that's an ingredient for me. One of the examples that I give in the book, because I go through my recipe for peace and peace is such a beautiful recipe for different people. Like I want to find my peace, right? What does my peace look like when I'm calm and at ease? And for me, my recipe of peace was one of a memory of my my brother had passed away, but this was afterwards remembering I was in the house and the the lawn was being mowed and he had a lawn he had a landscaping business. Mm-hmm. So for me it was that sense of smelling that fresh cut grass, the windows, there was like the sheer curtain. And so the even having that lightness, that light uh, coming through the windows, so that's another biomarker for me. The sense of prayer for me, it's a sense of prayer and serenity. And so that prayer and that action, remembering that prayer is also another biomarker for me. So whenever I want to step into my peace, I think of, yes, my brother, but more remembering the things about this world that remind me of him and my love for him, the beautiful lightness and prayer. And all of those things take me back to like, oh, okay, this is peace for me. So I could see that your recipe for peace might fit into personal power. It might fit into presence. It might fit into poise. But knowing that recipe for peace or how that came together you could actually use in your recipe for any of those things. Is that Mm -hmm. accurate? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. One of the other things that became apparent for me as you were talking about that is it, you know, when we think about tapping into a success experience, anchoring into something that was successful for us in the past could be a part of the recipe for once again, any of these, the, when I felt powerful, when I felt like I had poise, when I felt present. And so what, um, how accurate is that first of all, and how does this sort of fit into this picture of the recipe card that we're creating for ourselves in these situations? We'll be back to my interview with Dr. Lizette Warner right after this. I love providing the Star Coach Show as a weekly resource for coaches to strengthen their skills, to build thriving businesses, and impact organizations, because it's just not okay with me that over 80% of coaches fail to build the kind of businesses that they want or to have the kind of impact that they are striving to bring forward. So I invite you to take your Star Coach experience deeper by joining the Star Coach community. There is such power to connection, 
we are better together. It is one of the key ways that I have built my business, connecting with other coaches, having outside eyes and outside ears on my business to give me new perspective, to challenge my thoughts, to answer my questions. And that's why I created the Star Coach community, so that coaches can move forward faster with more clarity. They connect with experts in the industry. They get a place to bring their questions and get answers so that they can move forward. And they break through isolation by being with other like-minded individuals, plus so much more. So if you are tired of trying to do everything yourself, trying to figure it all out without a place to connect and thrive, then I want to offer you the Star Coach community. Go to starcoachshow.com and explore the community. Starcoachshow.com, explore the community. We would love to have you join us. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, so if I understand your question, kind of how accurate is it? So in terms of, so you will have a particular recipe for power. What that is, I don't know, right? Right. You have a recipe for poise when you're in the middle, because you've handled this, Meg, you've been in the middle of uncertainty as your listeners have, right? You have been there and there are instances in your past or in your future can even be, right? Mm-hmm. When you're handling things and all heck breaks loose, but you are handling it the way that you want to, there's things that are happening there for you. And all of those things come in as biomarkers. So how accurate it is depends on you. And so What I mean by that is you are cataloging new experiences every single day. So what I tell my my listeners, what I tell my clients is that you will have to revisit your recipe. So my recipe for peace, it's going to change over time. It has Mm -hmm. because I'm amassing new experiences. So it's always going back to, okay, now, now what is it? Or now what do I add? What have I grown into? that I can now augment my new recipe to make it fit for me better. So and some, some of those experiences of success add to that recipe. They, mm-hmm. they, give us, they give us data. They give us those markers for what we need in our recipe card to feel poised yeah. or to feel present or to be powerful, those kinds of things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're cataloging and you're bringing in new data and you're bringing that forward and you're always augmenting that recipe. So, you know, like grandma's recipe for whatever it was, you know, green bean casserole, it gets augmented and added to so that it becomes yours, right? It's yours and it is, it is very personal to you and it Mm -hmm. speaks to you in particular. Yeah. So that takes us back to our authentic voice. Our Mm -hmm. authentic voice is personal to us, what feels authentic to us, what we want to be able to be saying, doing, being, all those things. So when we, how do you help your clients differentiate between their recipe for power, their recipe for poise, 
their recipe for presence? Mm, I love this question because invariably it always happens that a client will come and they'll say, well, my, I've had this happen in group that my recipe for power is somewhat similar to my recipe for poise. There are some things that there's very, a lot of similarities in my recipe for presence. There's a lot of similarities. And I, I address this in the book because there's an overlap. There's an overlap between power and poise. There's an overlap between power and poise and presence. And if you think about it as, as sort of like a Venn diagram of three circles that come together, you have this overlapping space. And in those overlapping spaces where you are powerful, you are poised, you are present, that's where your authenticity sweet spot is. You're authentically powerful. You're authentically poised, managing that situation in the unknown, and you're completely present, confident in your abilities. And that is where your authentic voice shines. And that is also where, that's also where I found that you is the least amount of energy that you use whenever you're doing a task. I don't know if you've experienced this, Meg. I was doing an experiment for myself and I took my watch and I set it aside. And I had a coaching conversation. And with my client in this coaching conversation, you know, I'm in in the groove, in that sweet spot where I'm being authentically me. In that sweet spot, we're coaching, we're rounding the corner, you know, we're we're closing off. And then I give myself the opportunity to look at my watch. And I notice, oh, we're right on time. So my hypothesis was that, you know what? I think when you are authentically you. You don't have to worry about the time. You don't have to, you don't really worry about many things, right? When you're in that sweet spot of being authentically present, then everything takes care of itself. And so I've done this several times and it's really interesting. I, um, courts invited me to write an article for them and it was really about this, the authenticity of do you really need to time box or do you really need to be authentically you? And I took the attitude that when you're authentically present, time takes care of itself. So that's kind of a roundabout way to answer your, your question on this. Like there's, it's, that's the beauty of bringing power, poison presence is you find your authenticity and you find the path of least resistance, the lowest amount of energy that you need to do anything. And in fact, you then get regenerated, right? You get renewal that happens in this space. So that essentially is, is my hypothesis for the, for the book. I love that. I love the fact, because I believe that we operate on more levels than we give ourselves credit for. So if we sort of know that I have, you know, I've asked for, or we're a lot, my client's planning on 50 minutes with me or an hour with me or whatever. And we we know that and we're completely present and focused. That structure sort of operates in the background. We don't need to give our time, our energy to that because our energy is given to the moment with the client. And yet on some level, that structure is running. We just don't have to give our full our full focus to that because it's happening. It's just, it's part of the workings of the moment. Yeah. It's part of that whole equation. And it's, it's the thing I, you know, I talk about this in the book too, in terms of biomarkers is, and that is, 
that is this, all of the emotions that you feel, the sensations that you have, the like right now, if you even think about it, if you put your hand on whatever part of your body and I put my hand on my arm and all of a sudden I become aware that my hands are cold. Oh my gosh, we're, it's, it's a little chilly in here. But you know what has never forgotten that my hands are cold? Is this guy in here, my brain, is always constantly processing. Think about the, the air that you breathe. What's the temperature of that air? You know, you can notice that, wow, okay, it's, I've got a temperature difference when I'm breathing. But the thing that has never forgotten and never for even a millisecond stopped processing is your brain. And so we can become aware of like all of those biomarkers, the sensations, emotions, all these things that are happening. We can become aware of them in the moment and use them to our benefit. But the thing that never stops processing is your brain. And I think you're right that moment of it's all taken care of in the background. Like you, right. there's some part of your anatomy, your brain, right? That's taking care of it. If you are are present where you need to be and doing what you should be doing, like it's going to take care of itself. Kind of running the structure in the background. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm a big believer that as coaches, part of our responsibility is that we're handling the structure, the being of the conversation, because that gives safety to the client. We've got it handled. We're kind of holding the container for the situation, yet we don't have to put all of our focus and all of our energy into that. It's there. It's part of what we're offering in in that space. I just love yeah. that. It's, yeah, because isn't that funny? Because when you do start worrying about the container, that's when you don't have the container. Right. <laughs> That's, That's when, when all the focus gets, yeah, it, it breaks. And then we're not, we're not, the flow is gone. Mm-hmm. The flow breaks. So I love what you do. I love this whole conversation. And I'm wondering, as unfortunately, our time is beginning to run out. What about, first of all, let's, what's the, the name of the book that we've been talking about? We should probably highlight that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've been talking about it the whole time, but the name of the book is Power, Poison, Presence, A New Approach to Authentic Leadership. So with that and the lens that we've been looking through regarding authenticity, the way that we all have our own recipe for power, poison, presence, what have we left out that we want to be sure to highlight in these last, not not that we can dive into every nuance, but any key thing that we want to be sure we focus on in this time together? I think the only other things that we've left, because the, the book tackles you know, not just the recipe, but also the tools, the tactical tools. So each chapter or each section on power, poise, presence, even authentic leadership piece as tactical tools for people and pitfalls to avoid for each of those, including sort of like the energy efficiency. How do you optimize that energy efficiency? And then, you know, for the audience who has kids or works in the workplace, I also address how to raise children with power, poise, and presence. How do you generate that next generation to feel empowered and poised and present in everything that they do. So those are so important. And really, you know, my like 
close to my heart. And originally, when I was first a therapist, uh, I was a therapist for children and families, and and that is that's our next generation. That's our our future, and and so very important. So thank you for covering that in the book and being Definitely. aware of the fact that there are treasure. And how are we attending to and nurturing that next generation? Yeah, thank you for having me, Meg. Lizette, if people want to know more about you and what you do, we're going to have links for that in the show notes. But how do you want people to know to connect with you? So people can connect with me, my website. I'm also on Instagram. I'm I'm a, a usually a daily poster. I've got a bunch of reels out there. I do a lot of work with uh, business owners and coaches finding their authentic voice. Because like I said, right back at the beginning, when you do, that's when people start resonating with you. That's when people start coming to you. And I think that's the beauty of kind of the work that I do. So yeah, my my website, lizettewarner.com or Instagram, the handle's the same, Lizette. And I think it's two underscores, Warner. Beautiful. Lizette, always a joy to spend time with you. Thanks for bringing your special recipe to us on the Star Coach Show. Thank you. Coaches are doing such amazing work in the world, and Lizette is a great example of that. If you'd like to know more about Dr. Lizette Warner and the work that she does, and you can grab a free biomarker workbook at links that are at starcoachshow.com slash 339. Starcoachshow.com slash 339 in the show notes. Be sure to go get her free biomarker workbook. Also, my conversation with Lizette continues in the Starcoach community. And if you'd like to know more about the Starcoach community, you can grab a link to explore that also at starcoachshow.com slash 339 starcoachshow.com slash 339. Just explore the community and learn more about us. We'd love to have you join us. Next week, I am excited to introduce you to Dr. Jane Phillips. As we're wrapping up Mental Health Awareness Month, Jane is going to join us to talk about the importance of self-care when we are dealing with our own mental health and wellness as a helping professional. Jane and I were in practice together for years as psychotherapists, and I'm just delighted that she's going to join the show next week. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your week, for the work that you do, for your own mental health and well-being. Be sure to come back next week, and until then, take care.